Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wilford sets off upfield. He wants a speech to run onto it. He might be the quickest. Oh, he kicks. He kicks ahead. And now Corey Oates will come. Oh, Oates with the one-handed pickup. How about that? Asako in behind them. He's confused. He didn't know whether to kick or whether to run. He takes the ladder option. Jermaine Asako will Hello Broncos fans and welcome to this week's episode of Broncos Weekly. As always, I'm Mitch and I'm joined online by our good friend Simo. Yes, he's back. How are you doing, Simo? Oh yeah, recovering yourself. Yeah, well, also sick, but yeah, you actually, it was a podcast sickie last week, but you were actually sick, which is, which is good. Yeah, you probably hear like my mute button a thousand times tonight, but <laughs> that and the coughing, so <laughs> but we'll see how we go. That's, that's it, mate. I stayed agile when I did boom rookies early in the week with the mute button but we'll see how we go tonight um about a million things to unpack that have happened between now and our loss last week uh (laughs) like i guess we'll start at the thing that happened during the game i've already spoken about this in like a solo party last friday but may as well get your opinion how are you feeling about the tevita pangai junior news yeah i mean it's not great yeah, we've always wanted to keep Pangaea, but I mean, it kind of felt like it, it was a matter of time until he was getting let go. Like, just the way he behaved last year, then no clubs wanted him. And then, like, this season, his agent's already asking the club questions. Like, there's just obvious that he's agitated to get out. It felt like it was a matter of time, unfortunately. I'm just glad, mate, we got, like, that last good run. He didn't leave like he left last year, and he hasn't confirmed Gorn yet. The only thing I can't understand is letting him go for this season because, like, we need to win games. You know, only one win ahead of the Bulldogs. We're not looking very good. And we've already, if we lose Pangai, it starts to worry me about the run home. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the bright spots that we actually have this season. But, yeah, I think, like you said, it was always probably kind of, I don't know if expected is the right word. or But you just always felt that it would be, I guess, I wouldn't be shocked if he left, like when he's ringing Uncle Nick or whatever yeah. that story was. He's <laughs> like, you know, you just, you're not really surprised by it, even though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it, mate. And it's like, you know, we all know he's pretty just talent. I'm just shocked. Like, again, these numbers always change. They always change to suit whatever narrative you want. But now there's reports of like he's going on to 800K next year. I refuse to believe that's true. Because, like, 
they cut his salary last year. And honestly, if he was on 800K at the end of his contract, I wouldn't have let him back in the club last year because that's just too much money. Yeah. You know, even as his biggest fan. Um, so I think he's on about 600 or so. And rumors are the Tigers have offered him an upgrade. I just think, like, for where Pangai is coming from, like, he has no standing to ask the club for an upgrade or an extension. And that, that's what the apparently the, brought it to a head is that he wanted a confirmation of his future, which obviously means he spoke to a club. But, like, the, you know, put yourself in the Broncos shoes, or I am right now. I love Pangai. There is no fucking chance I'd be extending him right now. Zero. No, I mean, if you wait a week or two, he might do something dumb and you can get him for even cheaper. So, yeah. yeah, like he's on contract for the end to the end of next year. So yeah, there's I, there's a lot of time left on that. Yeah. So once I found out it was that's what he wanted, either extension or to go. It's like okay, they made the right call. Whatever. It was um tough for him. Like he 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 didn't find out during the game. Obviously, he knew beforehand, but he obviously didn't know the media knew during the game. He came off the field and got hit with it like instantly. It's like Jesus Christ. I mean. Good on Thurston having the balls to ask him the questions about it. But yeah, he would have had it on the spot that people knew he was told he could go. So awkward. Yeah. yeah I mean, also straight after a game, you're probably not like expecting that question. You probably just, yeah, you're expecting some like softballs down the middle of the plate. That's like, you know, oh yeah, how'd you go tonight? <laughs> you know, what, that's it, mate. What back? went wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just going to be tough. Like, since his debut for Brisbane, like, he leads forwards on, like, every key stat. You know, I did that on Friday. I'm not going to read it again. So, he has been good, and it kind of throws away the gut. People think he's inconsistent, and he has had a couple of bad weeks the last couple of weeks. But, like, the inconsistency the last two years has been his availability, not his performance, generally. Like, I think I mean, it's a bit tough, because, like, generally his bad games aren't as bad as they have been in the last two or three, but... Generally, it's either really good or good. So I don't know if that's, yeah, that's inconsistent. What, I was going to say his inconsistency is varying between like better than most first grade forwards and better than Tamalolo. It's like his floor and his ceiling. Yeah. And like no matter, <laughs> unless he has one of those games when he just, you know, gives away seven penalties and throws the ball away, his average baseline is is still one of the best Broncos players currently, especially in this current team. But we've said on before in this podcast, I honestly just don't give a shit about almost any of these players anymore in this roster. And like by the week that that number shrinks, who I care about losing, it's only like Payne Haas now. <laughs> you know, like anyone else could leave, and I'd be like, yeah, okay. It used to be a longer list, and it just isn't. So you know, Payne. Well, we got we signed to the other guys up, but I wanted to keep Pierre Kura similar. But we're in an interesting spot. You know, we've only got thirteen players on contract for next season. Well, sorry, we have 17, but four of them are free to go. So 13 on contract that we want to keep, it seems. And, you know, the rumors that we signed another one, we'll talk about that later. But, yeah, it's certainly a lot of space. And I guess what, what changed the blow for me, Simo, is like the day after Peter Nolan got sacked. And actually, that's when I started going, you know what? This is okay because I was sitting there when that happened, like, Jesus, we got rid of Pangai and not the idiot who put the roster together. It was like, <laughs> you can't keep offering on these bad contracts whilst Nolan is still there offering to get rid of them. And he, and he's gone now. And I guess that now means at least we're in a space now that I can, the new appointment can come in and, you know, I guess build a roster from not scratch, but from like half field. Yeah. 
there's, there's room to move. <coughs> I think um, also what you said about how you've got like, you know, the list of players you care about. Yeah. With how the team plays also like changes that. Like you'd imagine like a season ago, you're like, man, the Broncos could be good again soon. And you'd want someone like Tony Staggs to still yeah. be there. Whereas now if it's like, yeah, I don't really care about Tony Staggs. Like if he goes, like whatever, you know, you just, people like that, you just end up not caring if they go or stay or whatever as much. You just want. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It's like, we've still got some duds on contract next year. They've still got Brody Croft. Uh, they've still got, I think, uh, Reece, uh, sorry, Richie Kenner. Maybe not. 2021 NRL website, but he's on, I think he's on 2022 on zero tackle. Who knows which one's actually right. But uh, yeah, it's just, as you said, mate, it's like, I would have cared more about losing Pangai if we were better at this point, because this year doesn't really count. <laughs> we're not going to be good this year. So it's like, by next year, maybe we get a our shit together, but it's like, whatever. If he wants to leave after next season, he may as well leave next season. And, you know, if he goes to like the Tigers or the Roosters, I can enjoy him. I can enjoy him at the Roosters because like they'll maximize how good he is. And I can enjoy him at the Tigers because he'll just go there and be the same player. Like, just do whack stuff. Yeah, that's it. So that's fine. And um, but yeah, um, which probably the Nolan stuff. I mean, there's nothing to be said about it. It's just like thank God, right? It's over. It's like the last domino to fall of the old backroom stuff. Like I think Lock Lockie's still at the club, but I'm pretty sure his role in that area is kind of pulled back a bit. But yeah, Lockyer, like Lockie seems to me like in that backroom stuff. What people say like with mushrooms, where they don't actually have any flavor and they just take on what is around them. And like <laughs> if everyone around Lockie is incompetent, he's not helping and he's just more incompetence. But if you've got good people around him, he'll probably just sit there and go, yep, 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 yep. And do whatever. Yeah. And that's um one interesting things all that. Like I saw them talking about, I think Donahue or someone was talking about Lockie's role and the only answering questions that he's staying on the board. Oh, that was Carl Morris actually. So it really feels like, oh, he's still a board member. They're saying people aren't asking that question, uh, Carl. <laughs> like, yeah. it's the recruitment one, but I guess he's moved on. But we'll go to that. The big news, obviously, on the back of all this, and we didn't know who the fuck was going to come in. I didn't know it was a good appointment either. But this one has grown on me since it happened. Ben Eichen is coming in as a GM of football, starts next Monday, quits 360. How are you feeling, Simo? Um, yeah, I don't hate it. Like Ben Eichen, he's known. He's had some times, you know, on three sixty and other places. He's like, he says some smart stuff. Seems like you know, he seems smarter than a lot of other people around the game. So you know, I think there could definitely be a lot worse people having a go. I guess just wait and see a bit. Yeah, I like for me, I ended up coming. Like he's obviously said over the last year or two, there was a really good article midway through last year that he put out. He doesn't write often, but there was an article like, and he slammed like likes Alex Glenn, great player, but shouldn't be captain. You know, slammed that, slammed a few of the other moves, slammed like the Ben Teo signing to have enough forwards, and there's a lot of common sense stuff that's easy to slam. But it was just good to hear somebody say it, you know? Yeah, like it's easy to slam, but other people aren't doing it. Correct. <laughs> like, And I don't agree with everything he says. You know, he did say last year he would have let Pangai go, you know, when that incident happened, for example. It might also be what part of why Pangai's been able to go and if they knew what they were doing. They knew yeah. he wouldn't like him. But um, he, he said a lot of the things that's wrong with Brisbane. And saying what's wrong as well is, is easier as, as a media person. And he hasn't said what his plan is. 
which is fine as well. But uh, at least he's had the fucking balls to like, you know, he didn't get the CEO job, but he's sitting there on the sidelines, had enough, had the balls to sack up and go in there and get and work there. But also the thing I really like, like he's not the first person in the media to work at a club, you know, again, Darren Lockyer's on the board. He was on the committee and he works at nine, you know, Gus, the whole time he worked at Penrith, he was at nine still. Same with, you know, Gus now and the Warriors, you know, Freddie's the origin coach and a media guy, you know, all these guys who, well, Brandy's on the Panthers board and media. I can at least quit. Like he is Broncos jam of football. Prove yeah. he's going to dedicate his time to that, which, which I like. And you got like, you can understand, I guess, why these other people don't want to quit. Cause it's probably pretty decently paying job and you know, you're going to have it forever if you want it kind of thing. Whereas if you give it up, it mightn't be there later. Yeah, that's it. I got respect, mate. He puts his, puts his hat in the ring, and you know, maybe he's got a plan there that he he can execute himself. Who knows? But I think that's a good sign. And, and the more I thought about it, you know, and again, I'm probably talking myself into it. But it's like, he, you know, he's probably a smarter footy head than he lets on on that show because that's not what that show's about. Three sixty. Yeah. He's he's been around for a, for a long time in footy. He's been on boards. He's on the Cowboys board. He's on the Queensland rugby league board. He wears glasses. So obviously, you know, he's smart. <laughs> There's that right there. And also he's not a dinosaur. Like, yeah, he's not being like back in the nineties. How good was football? Like, yeah. And I'm not sure. That's the only thing I find awkward is like, so Dave Don, he's in his, in his thirties. Obviously a point. Iken's been appointed by Donahue. Iken's in his forties. You know, which isn't young, but it's young in terms of administration. And then you've got like Kevy, who coaches like it's the 80s. You just yell at people and they'll play better. So I don't know what it spells for Kevy. Ben Eichens apparently good mates with Paul Green. So I don't like that, but I'm hoping he can <laughs> see past mateship and make good decisions. But yeah, I'm interested to see what he does from here. And it's it's just good that Peter Nolan's gone and he's not being replaced by a potato. At least I agree with a lot of what Ben Eichens says about footy. It doesn't have to be everything, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was I say there? So the other thing we've got again, more bloody news. So the player revolt, Simo. <laughs> so this, okay, this is a, like so many angles from this thing because okay, Matt Lodge put his name to it, dissing Kevy. Obviously, he did. The other two ones who didn't put their name to it, read the tea leaves. It's probably Corey Oates and probably Tavita Pangai. Probably, I'm probably maybe I'm wrong, but you know whatever. Looks like it's them have come out and said, you know, about Kev's communication and like similar stuff. And I think the most concerning thing about all this as a fan is like, we, we've all said this on the podcast, me and you weren't pro the appointment for a very long time, then got around it a bit, a bit once he got appointed. But it's like, we all knew he wasn't going to be master recruiter or master tactician or any of that kind of stuff. But the report being like his communication isn't good. That was bad. Because like... <laughs> The thing we thought we were hiring with Kevy was like captain of vibes, the vibe manager, mate, like, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. culture and have the keep the boys happy and whatever. And he did say himself in his rebuttal that he, he prides on communication. But, mate, if he's even bottling the communication, not a great sign for old Kev. It's like, what else are you there for? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's interesting. And, you know, a lot of it, and I heard in his press conference, mate, like, and I know he's a man under pressure, obviously. And, some of it's self-created. And that's like another thing Ben Eichens said. He was happy to criticize Kevy last week. You know, he got asked what he would have done. 
XYZ or whatever. And one of the things he mentioned, which is a long time ago now, but he would have easy would have played Milford and Dearden from round one and then gone from there, which Kevy should have done. Dearden's another club. Milford's broken now, but we've gone through seven half combos since or whatever it is. Terrible. But like the stuff with Kevy, if he can't get down, like keeping the vibes up, I don't know. Get out. Get out. Yeah, like I don't know, and this, and but in the press conference I was saying though, like he went on about this isn't the Broncos. He said again, this isn't the Broncos, and not and like they're not tough enough. And it's like, Kev, mate, you can say it as many times as you want. It doesn't make it true. This, <laughs> this is the Broncos. This is the Broncos. Yeah. This is unfortunately mate, this is the Broncos. It's been two years now, and. What you know, the 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 mythology of Brisbane, the Broncos, still exists around. You know that still exists. The history of the club still exists. But Kevy's Broncos have been dead for twenty plus years. Yeah, you know, and yelling at the players <laughs> for pride in the jersey every week, trying to you know, and they've he's been given a mulligan and been allowed to punt Andrew Crawl, who he put in head of performance fifteen weeks ago or so, probably bringing in Alex Corvo. And still, I mean, given the opportunity to correct his own mistakes, I guess. But, you know, I don't think yelling at the players about being tougher and respecting the jersey more and similar is going to change, you know, who 30 million year old Comical Hunt is, for example. You know, it's not going to make a lot of the better players. There's a lot of issues in the roster. And it doesn't matter how much they should respect the jersey or how tough they should be or like, none of that's going to change if you just keep saying it. No, you're like, at, at that point, if you keep just yelling the same thing, the players just aren't even going to be paying any attention to you. Correct. And what he was saying, I thought was a good introductory piece for Brisbane. When he got in there, you know, to restore some pride in the jersey and air quotes, bring some of the old boys and get up the fellas and tell them they haven't earned it, they're not being tough, they're whatever. That made sense in February, right? Yeah, but there's now like... It's almost there's only one. There's only one thing he actually can say, and he's just saying that on repeat. Yeah, and then he talked about, I know, head of performance got punted, Andrew Kroll. And for mine, and I know people might disagree, but for mine, Brisbane don't have a fitness issue. Brisbane have a possession issue. Like, like there have been plenty fit in some games, but if you, if you're, if you can't complete sets and get the opposition the ball, ugh, like, it doesn't matter whether the rules, you get gassed and get blown away. Possession's what, what's changed for the game these days. And that's what they've been struggling with, holding onto the ball and completing sets. And it's like, they could be the fittest men in the world. If they keep dropping the fucking ball, it won't change, you know? Well, back when Kevy played, you probably could just win premierships just off being the fittest team because everyone else was like semi-professionals. Yeah. I know. And that level, like, it's good that Kevy has tires to there, but you know, the the modern game is a bit more a bit more thinking to it, mate, than there was back then. A bit more tactical now. You think tough this is gonna change it, but like that Broncos of the nineties, that can't be repeated ever. Like there the salary cap exists. The Super League years we were allowed to like cheat the cap for a bit after and forget, you know, before we had the years to get it in the cap in line. There's never gonna be a space where we have like fifteen players who play for Australia and New Zealand essentially, who like just stay at the club. You never like there was some years we'd have like eighty percent of the Queensland squad in the Broncos squad. Like yeah. Those days are gone, bud. We'd be lucky to get three at this point, if like, yeah. except that there's nobody else to pick. 
Yeah, like and like yeah, it's not your Broncos, Kev, because when you were around, there was like twenty rep players there. So yeah, the roster has to get fixed. I get that, but it doesn't matter how many times you yell at these blokes, and not it's not one day it's not going to go for like someone like Richie Kenna is going to go fuck. He yelled me into being Xavier coach level. <laughs> <laughs> I can now jump really high have, and drop bombs. <laughs> That's it. I'm great now. It's like so yeah, I, I yelled at you know. I yelled at Isaiah Tars enough that now he's Justin Hodges reincarnate. It just, it happened. Yeah. No. You know, and like, no, no amount of yelling is going to bring back Alex Glenn's hamstrings and calf muscles. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't, ha- doesn't happen. So yeah, that's like, you can do all that. And I, I did like originally, I did like the, um the dropping under pulling players, you know, in certain positions. I like that because last year we didn't really, we moved people around, but didn't feel like people under pulling got dropped under Seabold. He had his ideas and they stayed. So I do like, that he dropped some players, but now it's been so much shuffling. You're like, shit, there's no rhyme or reason to this. Is there? <laughs> it's just like, he's just going to like, you know, next game. Cause Tony Staggs is eligible to play. I don't know if he is playing, but there's probably a good chance he's in the six alongside gamble. And unfortunately I think there's a good chance. Brody Croft plays again this year. Like, are we just going to keep doing this? Like the half shuffle and hoping one day it clicks. And that's like, that's the solution. I've I've generally found coaches that shuffle eighteen times. It's that eighteenth time that works. Yeah, just keep going. Like it's round fifteen. He should know his best seventeen. You know, I know injuries change, but he should know his best seventeen by now. You should have an idea of your best seventeen, like before you even play your first game. But like, it's just every week. Even like even when talking about the halves, like it wasn't. Dearden and Milford, it should have been at the start, and that wasn't that. And it's just ever since then, it's never been really right. Yeah, it's been some desperation. The Carl Michael Hunt thing was desperation, as we know, but like, and things like he'll send the guy back to cup and then they'll like pull him before kickoff. It's like, man, the guy didn't even play one cup game and you're recalling him. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it was like. What was even the point? The half of the point is to go up and just bash up on some people that aren't on your level. Yeah, that's it. And you know, and, and I can say this last week on 360 um, about how he didn't like the shuffle. And he's like, what's Kevy doing? Trying to like move it around until he flukes it or something. And another example was like, yeah, Tessie New is now the fullback who I thought he's been good there in the two games. But again, it happened because of injury, like whatever. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought by this point of the year, we'd be looking at a few wins coming late in the season. But it now looks like they're like, if they let Lodge and Pangai go now, like, fuck, I don't know where we're going to find the win or two from. And we need to win a game as well. We need to win some games because the Bulldogs, for some fucking reason, just won't accept their wooden spoon they deserve. Every goddamn year. They, um, yeah, Bulldogs will win maybe one or two more. Mm. And then Broncos have got, like, they got a bunch of games that you'd think normally are winnable, but I don't think they really are at the moment. Tigers at Suncorp is probably your best bet. And, yeah, and we've been over this. This is not as bad as last year's teams. The last few results, people can whatever say whatever they want, but it's like throughout this season, we had only lost to Penrith by eight to the end. Eels by eight. Both those were two-point games with, like, a minute to go. You know, we, we beat the Bull- Bulldogs, whatever. We beat the Roosters. We beat the Titans. We lost to the Cowboys by one. Like, and then all of a sudden... We're blowing the season up. Like we have like three bad results in a row. 
and we're like <laughs> like blowing the year up. It's yeah, like, we're done. Like what the hell? Like, and it's been unfortunate for us the way the draws kind of fallen. It's been unfortunate because if you reshuffle who we've already played around a bit, like you move the dragons a week area earlier, we probably beat them. Had like yeah. six players come back for that game, you know. If you move the if you move the Raiders game to Suncorp, we probably beat them. You know, if you move the the Manly game earlier or later, we probably lose by less. Like those kind of things, they're unfortunate. But you know, we're coming into a period now of winnable games with like the Sharks and the Tigers, and we're like blowing the team up mid season. It's like, do you not want to win some fucking football games? Nope, <laughs> apparently not. Yeah, well, Pangai is not going to play that anyway, so the suspension he copped anyway. But yeah, it's interesting to see what happened from here, mate. And I don't know. We know Wayne Bennett's not coming back because of like him and I can still don't talk. So whatever. That was just wishful thinking from us. And I was like, more defensive. I wanted him back to not go to Brisbane too. He ain't coming back. Uh, but uh, yeah. And it's also back on those players. Thing. It, obviously players are leaving and going to be upset. But some of the things they said weren't about players being upset. Like the things about the debuts I went through with you, Simo, like guys finding out on Team List Tuesday they were debuting when they read a Team List out not beforehand and his rebuttal being oh but his family was there to give him a jersey on game day they're different things mate you know like but yeah like i don't know where they're going in terms of coaching after kevy or if there's an after kevy but the signs right now don't look like he's a guy gonna make it past origin next season hey no like well I guess the start of that season is going to have a lot to do with it. But if you if you keep going on like this trajectory, like you could very easily see a blow it up and a like a um, placeholder coach. Yeah. Well, I forget what, what's the word they use for that. Yeah, that one. That those guys. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like you know this person they get ten weeks to prove that they can keep the job or whatever. Like, but. <sighs> I mean, I I wouldn't care if Kevy left today. Oh no! I mean, in the end, I'm still not upset with him as the coach because this year, like we said at the start of the year, essentially we, we kind of needed someone to come in and take some bullets. Kevy would do that and then fuck off, you know, <laughs> probably after a year or two. And you know, that's what we need: someone to come in, take some bullets, and then hand the roster over to you know, turn the roster over and hand it over to a different coach in in a year's time. So, still, I'm still okay with it, but I just thought we'd be a bit better by this point or we wouldn't be talking so doom and gloom and ready to let all the players go mid-year because like we've let a few guys go already and we've brought nobody back I don't know he, he's mentioned he wants to maybe debut some more players before the season ends I don't know who those players are anymore like the ones that we, we're waiting to debut I was trying to find them I'm like Pia Kura is one so well, what are we going to look at like Ezra Mam Ezra Mam from I don't know how to say it sorry from South Slogan like 18 year old half back there I don't know like I don't know what they're going to do, but I don't know there's many more players to debut. <laughs> just start picking players you don't have under contract in Q Cup. <laughs> just yeah. like spin a dial and whichever team it lands on, just take a player out of that team. Yeah. The main funniest thing, though, of the whole revolt was Gordy Tallis going on air and threatening them on Triple M and saying he's going to like Robbie Farrah them and they're all weak and how dare they talk behind Kevy's back and all this kind of stuff. I know who you are and I'll expose you if you don't stop all that kind of shit. It's like, so instead of addressing what they said, it's just like throw violence out there <laughs> and saying that he's going to like, if he exposes them, clubs won't sign him. It's like, you think Gordy, okay, so. Anyone listens to you still? <laughs> no, no, no. If they did, right. Firstly, Farah's career uh, continued, but you think Gordy, Tavita Pangai met 
with the Tigers behind the Broncos back, right? You think if you let the revelation out there that they spoke about Kevy behind his back, he's going to go, the Tigers going to go, oh my God. We this, is, have- this is something we did not know. <laughs> he speaks behind his coach's back. <laughs> oh, the betrayal. Like it was in the paper last year that he called Uncle Nick behind his coach's back. Like they, they kind of know that that's, you know, in his wheelhouse. I don't know if you. It's, it's, it's what you get with him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll expose when they won't get the next contract. It's like, well, mate, you know, you, you understand that we also actually want them to get a contract. We want these players to go because <laughs> we if, don't want them anymore. Yeah. See, if, if they don't go, Gordy, we're stuck. We're stuck with like a million of them in the cap, a million bucks, and they have to stay. So uh, I, I'm hoping next time in the radio, Gordy, and you know, you can obviously reference me for this great idea, but you should actually be helping those players get a gig. Go on there and pump the tires. Gordy's still trying to destroy the Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's quite funny how much he's flicked for when we had Wayne to have Kevy now. <laughs> Oh god, he's a funny man. Okay, um, last bit of news before we do questions. The question's probably all about the news, but he did say it on his last 360 episodes. We probably knew it was all but sewn up, but it seems we're on the verge of signing Kurt Capewell for three years for report. I don't know the reported salary. Someone said in our Discord around two million, which is like six fifty a year. But until I see a reported one, like either of them matter. Essentially, it seems like he's the Pangai replacement. Um, I think like we've talked a few times about him, but it always just seems like buying high on Kurt Capewell. Yeah. And you're not going to get the value that you're paying for because that's what happens when you buy high. You yeah. Know? He's, um, he's been really good the last couple of years. And I actually, I've come, like, I like the signing more that Pang, even though I don't want Pangai gone. Now Pangai's gone. I'm okay with it because if the other alternative is probably Jaden Sewer. So it's like my lesser of two evils, you know? Like that's what I'm okay with it. But yeah, it's um to expect him to be as good as he has been this year, next year is probably wrong. It's not going to happen, I don't think. Maybe maybe it does, but I don't think so. Not not coming to the Broncos, it's not going to happen. Like it's easy to be better in a literally like the statistically one of the greatest sides that have ever played rugby league. <laughs> they just yeah. refuse to lose games pretty much. You know, like it's, it's easy to look good in that side. Yeah. And he wasn't even a locked in starter till this year there. So um, it's not exactly, he'll come to Brisbane and have to be one of our better players. It's a bit different, but um, we'll see how it goes. I, I don't, I don't dislike the signing that much now, but it's still, we still have a lot of back rowers. We still have um, Pia Kura, uh, Tisu Rabadi. And like, there's a guy we forgot about. Jordan Ricky exists. He got a three-year deal, so it's still an awkward fit. I, I think TC or Pierre or even maybe Capewell ends up in the middle later in his career. He's a big fella. Maybe he does go there. One of those have to take middle minutes. Or Jordan Ricky just, what, he's just like a Queensland Cup back roll from now for like 300K a year. Can we just take that contract back? Is that a thing? <laughs> Jordan Ricky has the name of somebody you think would be a really good second rower, but then you watch them play and they're not. Well, I still like his potential. Like, he just couldn't handle the physicality week to week this year. And I don't want to give up on a player at that age. But if you've just, if we've signed like a million back rowers, what's the point? Yeah. Like, and, and this surely spells the end of us signing Silver, though. Like, and I hope so. The other positive of Capewell as well is he's not an Isaac Moses client. So I'm hoping with Nolan being gone, we might finally start getting rid of some of that Isaac Moses player power. And uh, he's um he's with Clinton Chaposky. So, a bit different. How many, um, this is like just left field question. How many clients does Shavosky have? Is he like a big agent or? 
Yeah, he's pretty decent size now. He's GS Sports Management. He's called it's him and um, what's he then? Steve uh, Gillis or Gillis? I don't know how to say it, but he's got a pretty public listing on his website, and he's got Gagai as well, by the way. So, but he's um got Reynolds, you know, Reynolds, Gagai, Cam Murray's one of them there. Ben Hunt's there. Uh, who else is good? Uh, Rhea Hargraves is there. Uh, Papali's there. He's obviously used his name as like a footballer to actually like do something yeah. good with his like do something make money after football like yeah and um and he has like what else he's got Pappenhausen and Zach Lomax he's got a lot of good players there mate but um yeah I've I've dealt with him through work actually and he's like I've dealt with a few of the agents he's actually one of the genuine real good ones out of it and I think um the word with him is that he doesn't. And maybe it'll change, but he doesn't do as much of the bullshit as the other other managers do. Like we haven't really I lost Kurt Capewell's been it's been public about him looking for a contract. There hasn't really been any quotes from Clinton or Capewell on it the whole time. Like none of this dragging bullshit through the media himself, if you get me, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the, yeah, so who knows? And I don't know if we the gag guys are on the rumored with signing. I mean, again, don't hate the signing, but don't love it either. It's a couple of years too late for me. Yeah, I, I wouldn't really be interested in Gagai. Yeah, like, he's 31 next year. And then, like you said, like, say it takes a year or two before you're good again, 33. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't bother with it. Yeah, I hate the Jordan Pereira signing, by the way. Even if it's on 100K, I just hate it. Like, there's only so many roster spots you can fill up and, like, Two years now. He'll just be like the next Richie Kenner on the roster. It's like, why is this guy here? Is the um the the reincarnation of uh Jordan Kahu. Yeah, at it's the like end we, there. It's like the co- players like that, I understand we need depth and, and depth in our back line, but players like that are available like in February before the season kicks off. You can sign a Jordan Pereira. Just keep all the cents and dollars free and get players you actually need and then figure that out later and figure those guys out later. Like we still have David Mead, right? Like, and he got re-signed. And we still have, like, Cobo probably going to be winger next year. There's Herbie still there. There's Tessie still there. Kenna still on contract. I think Copley is. But it's like, they're not great, but there's enough bodies we can find one or two more. Like, whatever. It's just a weird one for me. And he's also nearing 30. It feels like the classic veteran presence for no for no reason. We're always pretty good for signing a few of those just because, oh, it's such a young side. Just need a few of the old heads to, you know, yeah. show them how to train. And Yeah, it's just like, why don't you, again, bring in like 10 guys on training trials in February and sign one or two of those. Problem solved. <laughs> I mean, yep. that that's all the news, mate. Uh, anything you want to talk about before we uh, kick into questions? No, I don't think so. Um, let's see what we got here uh, from SJ Chapman. He said, why are we prioritizing back rows like Capel, Sewer, and outside backs like Gagai instead of going for what we really need, a half back, uh, sorry, a full back, a nine, and a middle to help pass with Lodge and Tavita going so dumb? Um. I'm okay. Like the capo one, I'm okay with now with Pangai obviously on the, on his way out. So we can't like, even though I like having Ricky, Piakura, Rabadi, again, let's not go in the next season with with the children's army of back rowers. Like capo will be the most competent veteran back row we've had in a long time. You know, like even if he's not fantastic, 
You know, maybe he's like mediocre old age Matt Gillett, you know, which is okay. Uh, but I'm with you on the rest of it, mate. Like, I guess the Hodgson and stuff, Hodgson has started playing well now and the Raiders want to keep him and I'm cool with that. But there's like no hookers available. We have to go try and get Brandon Smith, I hope. But it's like, really, they want a hooker. They've, Kevy said last week, looking for a hooker and a fullback. But who? You know, like the guys they want, they can't officially talk. They can't officially sign now anyway. We, we found out. So when the Sarko and Pangai stuff leaked, I didn't know this, but the Tigers are actually allowed to talk to them. It's not allowed to offer them a contract in November. I didn't know that was a thing because the Broncos tried to report them to the NRL and I got told that as well. I thought you couldn't talk to them to November, but you can actually talk and then sign in November. You can but just like, talk and be like, we will offer you this contract for this much money in November. <laughs> yes, exactly. So they have to go, like they need to have some of those conversations with some fullbacks on contract and we'd be like Brandon Smith on contract. But there's not on none off contract I want, you know? What's, what's Matt Parcell doing? I think he's on contract again. So I think he re-signed. But like Turpin is not the long-term answer. We all know this. But obviously it looks like by their movements, they're not signing a six. Because Sean Johnson is sitting there at good value. They're not doing it. So Stag's getting that shot next year. It's obvious. But, you know, the, so there's only like looking for a hooker and a fullback. The fullbacks for like Matt Dufty, who I don't want. Um, Josh Dugan. Like, no, no. Uh, Nick Meany, who's going to end up being like a backup at the Storm, most likely. And then what? You want to take Matt Moylan back to fullback? I don't think that's going to happen. And the hookers off contract. There's like none. There's like Danny Levi. <laughs> I've got it from us. Jake Granville, from Mitch us, Rain. Yeah. Like terrible list. Uh, but 2022 is a little better. That's what the guys you can start talking to. Like, like Pappenhausen's one of those, for example. I don't want Gutherson, but he's available then. Joey Manu's available then, who I think you can turn to a fullback. Uh, I believe Pong has got a player option, so you can talk to him for them. And then at Hooker, you've got, you know, the Brandon Smith, as we mentioned, uh, Appy Corusau, Reed Marnie, the Braley brothers. That's like, yeah, you have options for those guys. So that's probably what they're looking at. And then maybe they might be talking to some of those guys in coming weeks with Icon there. Maybe, but uh, we're not supposed to know if they are. And then the other one, the forwards, well, everybody who's anyone on Fox Sports has suggested Dalfin are going to fix like seven clubs now. Well, maybe Ben and I can listen to one of those people and he's well, like, I'm going to go do it. He's certainly heard it enough, right? Which is, I'd like the solution. Uh, but yeah, maybe like, a, you know, I think a guy like, um, a guy like him, maybe. You know, maybe you can go get him. And then that's if you get rid of Lodge and Pangai. I'd be, I'd be pretty cool with him. I'd be happy for him to start at 13 then. I know Paddy Carrigan's going nowhere. And everyone knows my thoughts on him as a starting 13. But I can copy him as a 40-minute uh, middle, you know, as, as a front rower. Maybe you get Fanukin. I don't know. But, yeah, I think we'll find out over the next coming weeks, mate. I'm not that – I definitely – I don't know how much we're actually in on a lot of these guys. Like, the sewer stuff has been around since, like, preseason. And he wants to come out to Brisbane. And it feels like it's driven by him a lot more than by us. So I guess it's more we need the power to say, no, we don't want him back. That's what we need to do. But who knows? Um, yeah, well, Levi asked about Finucane, but we kind of covered that uh, from Scotty. He said, is Coates playing good enough to keep Oates out of the side? No. We said this earlier in the year that we didn't, I didn't want to drop Coates a moment he was going to Melbourne because at that time he was our best option. But his form has gone to shit. 
And um, obviously, Corey Oates has the shoots as well. Yeah, like the first half of the year, Coates was like our only dangerous-looking player on the, you know, on the side on the edges. Yeah, yeah he's been shit out for the last five or six weeks. And yeah, I mean, I'm still not sure that Cobo. Like, I like Cobo. I'm not sure if he's up to playing first grade for the rest of the season. He's still a bit underdone physically. But yeah, I do think, um, and Corey Oates has been pretty public with that stuff too. I think it's been a bit unlucky. Like he got dropped for getting burned by Jason Saab, which everyone has been. But he's actually been all like he had his. I know it's only Queensland Cup, but he had his best game on the wing for years in Cup like two weeks ago, and he still didn't get recalled. So and that's when he challenged Kevy. So who knows what'll happen there? But it feels like there'll be a matter of time that like it's another shot on the team. Uh, from Daniel, he said, lots of negativity over the last two years. What are some positives out of the club right now looking forward? Um, Donahue and Eichen. They said two different... They, they're not... I know Eichen's an old boy, but they've not been Broncos people for the last decade plus. Like, yeah. Two outsiders. So, and now... And two outsiders who are the CEO and the GM of football, like they control the club. And maybe it doesn't work out. Of course, we never know all these things, but... I like that. Two outsiders. Uh, we still have Payne Haas, who's the best young forward in the game. And if and if not the best prop, one of the best three props in the competition. And the other positive reason is there's always more fucking juniors. That's one thing we always... Like, right now, it doesn't look great because there's nine Broncos juniors in the Origin team. We have none of them. And we had eight Broncos juniors in the Queensland 18s two years ago. And we've lost four of them already. And those four are Jake Simpkin, Sam Walker, uh, Xavier Coates, and Reese Walsh doesn't look great, right? It doesn't, but in two years, we'll have the same amount of young players. You know, they're always more young players at Brisbane. And I know Walker and Walsh look like the can't miss ones we've lost. And Walsh debuting in Origin right now is ridiculous, whatever. But it's like, I remember at one point we debuted like Steve Michaels and like Dave, Dale Copley and Jared Beal and Corey Norman. And we were like, fuck, when we lost Norman, people were like, fuck, how'd we lose that guy? <laughs> whatever. There's always more juniors. Um, speaking of Walsh from Lockie, he said, I'm happy we let Walsh go. He's going nowhere in his career. Nice. Right, nice. Uh, him debuting. I'm not going to read about it now. Um, because I ran about it on boom rookies, but yeah, ridiculous. He's debuting with the flaws he has in his game, but yeah, everybody this one. Kevy put his hand up for that and he's got it wrong. But like, I agree with Kevy at the time because I'm sick of us debuting 18 year olds. We kept doing it and they didn't live up to it, whatever. And yeah, Walsh is playing well at the Warriors. They also keep fucking losing. <laughs> like he's, he's won one or two games he's been a part of, which is, again, not much more than us. But uh, it's not exactly let's make them into a winning side or anything. And it's not all on his shoulders. But yeah, he got lost. The thing I got mad at, I remember when I first got told he was talking to the Warriors, it was like I got told it was like 700K a year. I was like, oh, fuck it. You can, what can you do? You know, what can you do about that? You, you can't, they can't keep him at 700K. You've got too many other things to worry about. But the yeah. reported salary was like 400K. No, I'm fucking furious then. It's like people throw three, 400K at young fellas who barely, like, who barely look like anything. But yeah. he's probably got a big origin bonus this week. So probably worth a shitload now anyway. But, you know, who knows? But again, there's always more Broncos juniors. I mean, Walsh will look at like, he was one of the ones coming for like two years who I was excited about. But yeah, there'll be someone else. Yep. Uh, from Cameron Beswick, I have no idea about this story. You might, but he said, what's your opinion on Kawhi Lennon's main car being a 25-year-old ute? Admirable or a waste? Asking for a friend. I think 
I think when people get to a certain level of rich and they still do that, th- I understand you don't have to go spend all your money. I think it's fucking pathetic. Honestly, like, like I don't, he doesn't need to go buy drive a Lambo or something, but fuck, have some comforts, mate. You know, it's, I know this guy, uh, uh, Simo and this, I used to work with him about 10 years ago or so. And, he, he worked I, when I was a strike bowling manager. He worked for me at the bowling alley, another bar, and at uh, the movies next door to the bowling alley. And some days he'd go, he'd work at all three in the same day. Like, he wouldn't sleep. And anyway, by now, so he was doing all that kind of stuff, and it worked out for him. He slept in his car sometimes, for Christ's sake. But he was buying property, essentially. He was like working every moment of his life and buying property. And I saw the other week on Facebook, he started a YouTube channel and I, um, whatever, I'll check it out. And he was going through his portfolio and investment advice, whatever, whatever. Guy owns like 20 properties, right? Still, and still brags about it that he like shops at like Lowe's and, you know, shops at Lowe's and lives on the minimum and whatever. And it's like, what the fuck's the point of money then? Yeah. At, what some, are you- point, at some point you got to stop. I respect minimalist people who don't give, actually give a fuck about the money, right? If you get me, what he's addicted. Like, what's the point? What's the money for? He's addicted to living like he doesn't have money, so yeah. he can earn more money. But then he gets more money and he buys another property, and he's like, "Fuck yeah, I'm investing and investing." What are you investing for? Where, like, if the money keeps going back into investments, right? And then you live like you're poor. What's the point of the money? It's just a pay- number on a. It's a number on a piece of paper somewhere. If you're never going to use it. You know, like you don't have to spend it all. And like, same thing, guys like Kawhi, I can respect some of it, but it's like, yeah. What's the point of you taking big salaries then, Chief? Why don't you go take a thousand? Like, why, why are you making someone pay you the Supermax or Max contract if you drive a fucking 25-year-old you? You know? What's uh, the point? I mean, maybe he just likes it. I don't know. But it's what I'm saying. Those people, like, it gets to a point, Simon, like, I no longer respect that frugal lifestyle, you know? So, like, I, I can get it. In a like to a certain extent, like yes. if I had if I had Kawhi Leonard money, the car I would probably still want to drive would be a Toyota Hilux, like pretty essentially the one I have now. Like that is a car I really really want, and mm-hmm. it would probably mean I would just probably drive it off a cliff every two years and go buy a brand new one if I had that sort of money. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. I wouldn't be out there. I I wouldn't care about for a Lambo or whatever any of those. Yeah, I mean that's it. Like I get that, but it's yeah, I can't respect but like you stay bums. My Hilux is a lot nicer than a 25-year-old you. It's like probably doesn't have air conditioning. It wouldn't have any of that. But it's like, you know, the the grinding lifestyle for the other guy, right? It's like, he's in like he's mid-30s now. It's like, dude, at what point are you going to enjoy the money? And when you're like 60? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's a bit too late then, but. Yeah, I know. Uh, from Nick, remember when we were good? When was the last time you turned on the TV and knew the points were in the bag before kickoff? Bulldogs this year, <laughs> but proper. Um, I mean, it's, it's one thing, Simo, they've ruined me that I'm kind of comatose to getting smashed. Yeah, like you'll see, like Broncos get 50 put on them and people on Twitter somehow still are finding enjoyment in that. And it's like, so what? Like, I do not care at all. Like yeah. for me, like as soon as the siren goes, it's like, cool, glad that's done for the weekend. I now can just yeah. tune out. Uh, uh, with the new rules, mate, once once you're down by 15 or, t- or 16 or 20, 18 or whatever, like whatever. It could be it could be forty for me. I don't care. The game's over, you know. Yep. Um, the last time I was really certain of a win. Okay, it's not. 
Okay, if I, I've got to, I'm going to rule out the games against shit teams. So we can go back a couple of years and look at like when we played the shit teams, we knew we'd win. I'll go back to like, what is it, 2018 or so, I reckon. And even actually 2019 was still up and we rocky. No, I got it. 2018, we pummeled South towards the end of the year, but we just kept beating fucking Souths. Yeah. And we go in that game, I'm like, whatever, we're going to smash him. And then that last game at home against Manly, when we put like 48 on Manly and I scored like a hat trick, I was also so confident we we're going to smash them as well. And we did. And then we got done. And I also thought we were going to beat the Dragons, though. We lost that game. But at that end of season, I know we didn't have the world's best season, but that was back when, even though Sid Souths were good, I still thought we we're going to beat them every time we played them. Um, Dan, I'm not asking any questions about AFL teams. Um, Get out of here, Dan. <laughs> Uh, from Jesse, he asks again, do you think as a football team, we're the dumbest in the league? Because it feels that way. No, the Raiders exist. Like we're dumb. And we certainly, but we certainly lack a lot of smart footballers. We do. But like, for example, the Dragons, sorry, the Raiders last week played the Dragons in that gale force win. And I watched the Knights game before that. And you knew it was windy from kickoff because both teams were putting kicks into the wind. You knew it was windy. The Dragons Raiders game, the commentators spoke about the wind and it was really windy and it was gale force, or whatever. I didn't know until like the 35th minute until Ben Hunt put a bomb up that went backwards and it was windy. Because that dumb fucking team, the Raiders, didn't put one kick up into the wind for a whole half. Also, in the same half, they captains challenged a, a, a batting the ball dead, which is automatically reviewed. <laughs> they lost the challenge, but every time the ball goes dead, it's reviewed. But they challenged it before it got reviewed. It's like, you fucking stupid. That's worse than us. Like, I, oh my I, god, it's like I trying to like it's like them letting you challenge the bunker. They didn't like. I don't suppose they let them, but like challenging the bunker and then go, oh, it's the same call. It's like, what are you doing? I forget what team it was, but there was a team where the bunker ruled on something, and then the captain asked if they could challenge it. And the wasn't was Elliot like, Whitehead. Oh, I forget who it was, but yeah. um, the ref was like, who are you going to challenge to? Because the bunker just made that decision. <laughs> can, we, can we phone a bunker? Get another bunker. Yeah. On the, that's it. Uh, but yeah, like that. So they, I think they're dumber than us. We're certainly down there, but uh, we um, we lack ideas and something we lack. You know, once once we're against the wall, we're just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like, we'll just see what happens, I guess. Uh, from Jamie, uh, recommendation station, classic favorite movies edition. Favorite classics. You said classic favorites. Um, I, I got one we just watched go. like last night or the night before. But Back to the Future, great, great movie. Yeah. Um, no, no doubt. So, oh, what I watched, I rewatched um, Goodfellas the other day with the missus. She had had never seen it, so that's a great one. I'm trying to think. Uh, did re- recently did the Tarantino rewatch? All those. So yeah, I recommend doing that from start to finish. Of always the uh, Tarantino rewatch, uh, old mate. Um, Reservoir Dogs goes hard. So, oh, semi pro, semi pro is always one I'll recommend too. One of the best comedies ever. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, if I go further back, so yeah, uh, Godfather, Lazy One, Snatch, uh, Leon the Professional, Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels. Uh, the Departed, I love. Um, and we actually watched them. Me and the missus watched some really old movies like from the like 40s or 50s. And I can't think of them now because, again, I forget those names. But one I do like is The Big Sleep. That's another old classic. 
if you want to watch a Humphrey Bogart movie, um, one or two more, what will I do? Uh, Usual Suspects, uh, LA Confidential. There you go. Uh, from Paul, he said, how ballsy is Donahue to hire the guy who interviewed for his job in the position underneath him? I only wish I had that confidence. Oh, I do like that, mate. Like, you know, and, and to be fair, f- again, credit to Ben Eichen that he lost that go- you know, race with Donahue and he mentioned he developed a relationship with, with him since. Credit to him having the balls. Like, that's what I'm impressed by most of this from Eichen's thing is like, I don't know what kind of football manager he'll be, but he's had some goddamn balls the whole way through it. And he's had humility as well to accept, as you said, the guy that beat him to a job that he probably could have had the inside running on because of who he is. Still having to go work like with him, for him. Yeah. 100%, man. Uh, from Davor, whose stock has fallen the most in the last two years? Been listening to old apps at work, trying to figure out oh, God. When, when things got real bad. Oh, man. I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah. My recommendation station is not doing that. Um, Whose stock has fallen the most? Seems like everyone was significantly higher on Turpin two years ago. Were they? No, I don't know. People were higher on Turpin again every now and then. It always felt like a filler for me. Um, Milford stock has fallen the lowest though by some distance. That's that's the correct answer. Yeah. Um, Other than him... I think Asako has fallen a lot from two years. Yeah, Corey Oates has plummeted. Um, who else? Owen oh. Haas is about the only one that hasn't fallen yeah. any. Yeah. yeah, Tom Dearden. Like, he looked like like he his best football was like, and he wasn't even that great, by the way, but he looked like an actual halfback when he was 18. So, yeah, there's that one. So, I don't know. Righto, over onto Twitter from Aaron J. Rose. In 4,000 swear words or less, why is it a bad idea getting rid of TPJ instead of someone like Flagler? They're not one and the same, you know? People want pain guy. Like someone's got to take the full salary off of us. That's it. That's pretty much all it is, right? And um, Flegler, again, I would love to get off that salary and that contract I think it is, he needs some time and reserve grade, but they're not going to do it. They're going to want to bring in for him. The shirt defending is terrible, but again, he's still only 21. Like, I know we have expectations and we debut guys really young, whatever, but like sometimes props are being good to like 25, you know? So, yeah. I mean, he certainly hasn't been great this season, but, you know, they can't get rid of all of them and they, they prioritize getting rid of Lodge and Pangai, obviously. Uh, from Care Magic Man, I know Capel can play center, but how's he go at fullback? You know, you you joke about that. He was a fullback in the twenties for us. There, he played games at fullback. That's that's not even a joke. He obviously was a different body shape there, but I can't remember what game was he in the. I think he was in the grand final team as our fullback. Let me have a quick look at that. But the the uh, God, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he was there. So he's um. Played what fullback, then wing, and then center. I think he even played some five eight for us in in that run. But let's have a look. Was it twenty fourteen? I think. Oh god! Now that I haven't found that this is terrible radio. Now, no, the the Wikipedia page twenty fourteen doesn't work. It went to bloody <laughs> it went to um it went to the twenty fourteen Broncos season. But let me quickly look at that again. Twenty fourteen. Uh, it's terrible radio. Yeah, well, what do people expect? Exactly, at this point. <laughs> uh, I'll give them all their money back. 
Oh my god, that one doesn't work either. Come on, like here we go. No, okay. Oh my god, the Warriors have their team, not ours. Come on, someone give us a team. Okay, maybe we should just move on. It's just, <laughs> I don't know why the two websites usually have it are not working right now. I don't even think Kurt Capel cares enough about this. <laughs> no, but I care. I care. Okay. Uh, from Pythago NRL, how many more wooden spoons have we got ahead in the immediate future? And would a car bomb at Red Hill prevent to prevent help incentivize? I read that. Uh-huh. Said prevent help incentivize the club to avoid any of the spoons. Uh, so I don't think. I didn't think we'd had any in the immediate years. Okay, I'm wrong. He didn't play fullback in that grand final. And certainly played fullback for us at some point though, in, that tw- in the 20s. Um, I don't think we have any in, in us, but mate, this year might be one. But I don't think from this, this year onwards, we're done. This, this feels like last year did, where it was like, you can just see the Bulldogs getting a win or two and jumping ahead. Well, they're actually improving. And I expected us to improve, but we're not. And I think Stags at six might help a bit if that happens. But um, like, if they let Lodge and Pangai go and don't bring any forwards, I have no idea how we're going to win football games with them. Maybe like we've got, we've got that stupid draw. Hopefully, it changes next year. But we have the Sharks in round sixteen. Of course, we've got better. Then we have the Tigers at home in round eighteen. Those are winnable games. And then Cowboys at home round twenty, winnable. We'll see what we, happens. We play Knights twice or something too. Yeah, we do. We play the Warriors at home and the Sharks away. Like there's winnable games there. So I don't think we're getting a spoon now, but I'm not going to say we're not getting on. <laughs> uh, from James K. said, don't know what you're going to talk about. It's been a completely normal and quiet couple of weeks <laughs> at Red Hill. Yeah, nothing nothing doing, mate. Um, I'm just going to skip it. There's so many questions here and about stuff we've kind of already talked about. Yeah, um, fair enough, mate. From Spet23, he said, Ben, I can come to the club is probably the nail in the coffin for the Bennett return. Which, oh, definitely. It's over, yeah. baby. I mean, it was never really back alive. It was just hope beyond hope. Uh, from Stymo78, how many more halves combinations this year? <laughs> well, we're getting a new one next game. I, I reckon there'll still be two or three more, maybe more than that. I can't rule out a Milford or a Croft return, that's for sure. Uh, from Spet23 again, Will Kevy be at the Broncos next year? And why is the answer no? Uh, I think he'll be there. I just don't think he sees the year out. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I mean, maybe it gets super bad by the end of the season and he's just gone in the off season. But I, I don't really think I'd see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh, this is interesting. Do you reckon the Broncos will get less free-to-air games next year and potentially an easier draw, or will the random draw be more of the same? I mean, the draw's always been because of who we are. Um, I think we will get less free-to-air next year because the ratings are going down, you know? Yeah. Um, sorry, that was from Fresh, and he also yeah. says uh, Suns in four. <laughs> good, good. I don't, I don't know anything about basketball, but I've just seen that everywhere. But, but they're, they're up 2-0. Two, two now aren't they? Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think I think we will get a couple less free to wear games. But the reality is still, a Queensland team is going to be on Channel Nine. You know, one of those free to wear games every week, pretty much. So, 
Titans haven't exactly set the world on fire and the Cowboys aren't a viewers team. So we're simply going to have as many. Maybe you'll have like two less. Uh, Jam Walker. Will the NRL ever open the salary cap books like the NFL does so everyone can see how badly club management has botched its contracts and how much of our 22 and 23 cap will end up being spent on players no longer at the roster on the club? Yeah, on the roster. Well, I don't think 2022 is like anybody but Lodge if he goes, which is good. Um, but, uh, I don't think they'll ever do that because of the the, the power the Players Association has. If it was going to happen and someone happened, Peter Landers would just change it. He would just release them one day if he wanted to, for example. But most of the time, like, Association has too much power. They don't want to share it. And they sit in that weird part of like, you know, bigger athletes, the numbers they make are so unreal. We don't really analyze them. Like, for Fafita got in getting criticized for making, like, Buzz doing that article of the week that he makes, like, 20 grand a minute on the field or something he's played this year. It's like, and, like, there's athletes around the world who make 20 grand a minute in their sleep. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, like, they're in like, bed. Like, yeah, every minute of their day is 20 grand, not yeah. just, like, their sports playing minutes. <laughs> minute on the field, yeah. It's like, there's definitely people in worse contracts than Fafita as well, just Buzz attacking Fafita. But, you know, I think someone did the numbers, like, Mahomes makes that when he's asleep you know the same salary it's like yeah i, I think because our salaries are close enough to get your head around and that awkward area it's awkward for the players as well like you know they don't want people knowing their salaries so they make like over 10 grand each a year a million a year no one would get i reckon no one would give a shit you know that, like that um pat mahomes one i remember when it got announced that was i mean every now and then you see like one of these contracts get announced that just really like remakes you think about this and i remember that it was like when it was first announced i think it ended up being a bit less than this but it was like 10 years half a billion dollars yeah and you're like that is just a massive amount of money it's but you know bucks. he can do what he can do better than anyone else in the world so is he, is he driving a fucking ute let's have a look <laughs> <laughs> he's still uh, dating the same guy from high school no no he's not He's probably he's, uh, driving a Lamborghini. Yeah, he's got... A, when you Google Pat Mahomes' car, there's like 50 of them that are all... Yeah. <laughs> and doing what he should be doing with his Yes. <laughs> That's why I like how he like got that contract and then he just like went and bought part of the Royals baseball team and he's like, oh yeah, I own part of this now. And it's I like, love that. It's just... You do you, mate. Yeah. You got to respect it, mate. Why not? And he was a... You know, his dad played baseball in the major leagues oh. and, you know, he, he was a baseballer. So, yeah. Why not? You know, a lot of the quarterbacks play baseball. I guess most of those athletes would probably all play baseball and stuff when you're in college. Yeah. Uh, from Cameron Anchor, how do you go about dealing with losses? I know most of us are used to it by now, but for me, it never gets any easier. My weekly mood is based on how my sports team performs. Yeah, it's still it still obviously makes me miserable, but I don't get scraped. Like I used to be so mad after the massive hammerings. Now I'm just comatose to those. But like, I don't know, mate. I've got no coping mechanisms. Like. I'm much worse when we're actually a good team. And we lose, but um, maybe I hope to get back to that impact. Oh, yeah, I'd yeah. like, yeah, I'd like to get there too. But like, when you're this bad, I just like I would not be shocked if we lose every game for the rest of the season. So if we do that, I'm just it is what it is. The game ends, turn the TV off, go do something else. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um. Questions about the spine. Ben Iken. Assuming we sign Gagai, who's your preferred center combination next season? Wait, sorry, what question again? 
Assuming we sign Gagai, what's your preferred center combination next season? Well, it's Herbie and Gagai then, right? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, one. Herbie, I thought I missed something. Yeah, I think Herbie definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. There's more questions about Kevy and Spines, but no, we've done. done that. Done. Okay, that's it. We're done. Yep. Cool. Okay, sweet. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, guys. I don't know we'll be back. <laughs> Probably two or three weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But hopefully soon, maybe. Yep. But anyway, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Right, I see ya. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.